Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the For Your Period podcast. We are so excited to have you with us here today. And we've got a really juicy topic. Your period doesn't have to suck. That is the theme for today. But before we dive mm-hmm. in to our topic for the day, we're going to do a little cycle check-in. So who wants to go first? Who wants to kick us off? How are you checking in with your cycle today? I'll, I'll check in. I'm day eight. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm day eight, so I'm like frolicking in the fields. Um, my uh, pH is a little off, I, I think, from my period last week. So I've been kind of addressing that with like this really clean like, suppository. And I I was expecting to wake up this morning and want to like lift. But my spirit was like yoga, yoga, because it's like 40 degrees here. <laughs> and I just needed warm, nurturing things. So I did some yoga. And yeah, I'm feeling good about life again after my, my bleed has stopped. Yoga sounds amazing. And soup. Like I need some soup. It's cold. It just got cold in a hurry here. So. Yes. yes. And I usually want like a spring in my follicular, a spring, a spring salad in my follicular phase. And now I want soup because it's just too freaking cold in Texas. Like a, like a minestrone or something like that. So you still get all those like vegetables. Mm, like a, Good vegetable soup. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Sarah, how are you checking in today? Yes, I am on day six of my cycle. So I would say my my period just fully completed itself yesterday. I had some spotting to wrap things up. Um, so I'm feeling I'm on the upswing. I'm having my, you know, the Cinderella moment where you're kind of like coming out the other side. Um, and mm-hmm. only in hindsight, am I realizing like, while my period wasn't so bad, it was definitely more of a depressive, like pre-menstrual mm-hmm. period for me. Um, but I had a cold, you know, events of the world are causing this empath, a lot of stress. Um, but luckily I had therapy during my period. So I was able to release, 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 release mm-hmm. a lot of things along with my period which hopefully will help me have a better cycle moving forward. Yay. Yeah. It's, it's been heavy. It's been heavy lately. So just a reminder to check in with yourself. I think there's a lot of isolation that can happen in, in capitalism when we're seeing these events. So I think as much as possible, lean into community and check in with your people and check in with each other and, get a group going to support your mental health. It's really a lot better when we are with each other than trying to solve all these problems on our own. So yes, we acknowledge that there is a tremendous amount of bullshit going on in the world right now. And it's Um, heavy bullshit. It's heavy. heavy. So yay for therapy. (laughs) Yes. Therapy, hug your friends, hug your babies, do, do what you can to take a breath and then, and then stay actively watching because we, are witnessing a need to bear witness to the history that is unfolding every single day. So that kind of that yes. And there Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. I'm on day 13 on our last podcast. I was on day nine. I, cause I remember I was like, it's my cervical mucus is starting so early. I'm still having peak cervical mucus. So this is why you have to pay attention to your biomarkers because I typically have an ovulation phase that lasts about seven days. So I get a mm. lot of cervical mucus. My just fertile, fertile myrtle over here. You just really need to know what's going on with your body, <laughs> your signs and your symptoms because 
still pumping out that peak quality cervical mucus five days later. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So how, how do you know, is it when you're wiping? Are you, are you sticking your fingers at like what? Tell me how you're assessing it. Slick. It's like a slip and slide. Slip Slip and slide. slide. Yes. The slip and slide is still happening. And then it's still like the, like for me, it'll like stretch this far if you're not watching, but like five or six inches of stretch before the strand breaks. Okay, so like technically, how how are you getting it? Are you taking it off the toilet paper? Yeah, I'll take it like off the toilet paper just to check it out to see what it's like. Um, Because then I can always tell when it changes. I'm like, okay, estrogen is dropping because it'll be thicker. It starts to get cloudy instead of really clear. So like it looks like lube. And honestly, it kind of looks like and I, I I haven't, I've tried to research this, but my Google searches keep getting blocked because I think I'm like looking up weird shit, but I, it looks <laughs> a lot like, um, have you ever like pre, pre-cum, like the, mm-hmm. the really like, like, like kind of slimy and slippery yeah. Yeah, arousal yeah. fluid like for men. Fluid. So arousal I wonder if it's fluid. actually like the same. <laughs> arousal fluid. <laughs> I wonder if it's actually chemically the same because. Ooh. It's your arousal pre- fluid. And so- it's supposed to like keep the sperm alive which is what pre-cum does i don't know some so thoughts. it's so the the way you and the way you can like so, so some people have a hard time telling the difference um arousal fluid will dissolve a lot faster than like peak cervical mucus would so if you're ever curious you can do a water test where let's say you do take some of that stuff off the tissue and you can get it into water it will not dissolve if it stays oh. in the water like that's cer- you're looking at cervical mucus so fun fact mm-hmm. called the water. But not, what about like male arousal fluid? Is that it, it's because it just feels very similar to what or even that you're saying will dissolve in water that that would dissolve in water because it's but it would be similar to our arousal fluid, okay. Okay. which is okay. but it, but some people experience peak cervical mucus like sometimes there's is more watery um, than other people and that wateriness that is more like the arousal fluid can be a sign that like estrogen has peaked because it's starting to break down faster because there's so much estrogen if that makes sense mm-hmm. we're gonna do a whole podcast we need a whole yeah we need a whole episode sarah's about sarah's gonna because... run us through the fam 101 yes podcast. we have to because some days it's like did i just i know i didn't just pee on myself but it is that liquid yes and, and then, that yeah yeah we got of fertility. yeah but yeah, I just have like I have a lot of fluid the whole like my whole said, cycle. But it it, cha- it changes. It gets thicker. More <laughs> like rubber a. cement. You see A over here. So that's why you gotta so track you because you gotta pay attention to this shit. So yeah. <laughs> that is a more about me than you ever wanted to know. So welcome. Yeah, to the nice little check-in. <laughs> um, awesome. So today we're gonna talk about our periods, our menstrual cycles, kind of before and after. So before we got into the work, this work, and then what our cycles are like now, maybe let's all go around and do that. And then at the end, we can share our favorite products for improving your cycle. So whoever wants to kick us off. Sarah. Okay. Yeah, it's easier (laughs) that way. Just point at somebody and say, you go. (laughs) Um, let's see. So my, my journey with shitty periods started when I was a teenager. Cause I got my first period at 10. Um, and by the time I was 16, like I didn't want to get out of bed on like the first day of my period. Um, just the cramps. It was really cramps. That was really my biggest complaint. I had, well, I had hormonal acne that only ended up getting worse when I started taking the pill. So that was one of the reasons I didn't love it. It did not 
fix my face. Um, but I was on the pill for a long time. One of the reasons I went on it was because I was just sick of the cramps. I felt so ill when my period would roll around that I was just like, I don't want to deal with that. And of course we were taught, you know, the pill will fix that. And if you can hear my dog, I apologize. (laughs) Dogs Um, and babies are welcome on the podcast. Yes. He's up there barking at somebody. Uh, so when I finally decided that I had had enough of the pill, cause it didn't really do it for me. And yes, I tried multiple versions of it cause there's different generations and we can talk about that another time too. The cramps came back. That was the biggest thing. And I was like, this is what I need to deal with. Um, but now after I've learned kind of what to do with my diet and I have found a few practices that help really keep my hormone in check now my periods are usually what i would call easy breezy maybe i will have a little bit of warmth in my womb but again like your body is basically contracting the endometrial lining out of your body and so it's not painful it's it's i call it a womby feeling like i can feel my womb working mm. is really what happens mm. um and on really good periods what i would call like an a plus period not only do I kind of maybe have that like woomy feeling, which at this point I enjoy because that's like I'm connecting to this process that my body is doing, mm-hmm. but I get into kind of like a Zen mode where I can just be very present. Um, it's said that it's easier for the two halves of your brain to communicate when you're on your period. And I'll just find myself so present in whatever moment that I'm experiencing And I really do just have like this Zen state. And I know that sounds crazy for somebody who's never experienced it, but knowing that that's possible is like kind of what keeps me in this, like, no, I want to get back there. I like that feeling being on my period feels Mm. good. It's like, it's not like that all the time, like life happens, but it's those experiences of taking such good care of myself that when I get to my period, it's just another part of my regular routine that just, you know, kind of reinforces in my brain that that's possible. And it makes me want to keep taking such good care of myself that this completely normal process in my body does not completely derail my life. It's just Mm -hmm. a nice part of my life. Did you ever think that was going to be possible? Like, I, no, I've definitely made videos about this before. Where I was like, when I was 16, I knew everything. And this was the only way to fix it. <laughs> yep. But it, had I known what I know now at 16, like, I, I don't know. I probably still would have taken the pill. I didn't want to get pregnant at 18 um, or however old, you know, whatever. But I probably would have stopped a lot sooner. And I would have had a very different relationship with myself, you know, in my late teens and early twenties, mm-hmm. a much more loving, caring relationship. Had I been taught that this process was normal and those cramps were a sign of something not good. And I could have done things that ultimately would have helped my skin. It probably would have helped my, you know, weight as a teenager, all these like health habits that are really good for us also make it possible to have good periods but instead we're just taught that we have to compare ourselves to an impossible standard and we need to stress ourselves out about it and we're fed a bunch of diet information that doesn't apply to us and so we're just on this hamster wheel yeah 
Yeah. So, mm. yeah. Hmm. That sounds way, <laughs> way familiar. <laughs> so I got familiar. my period when yeah. I was, when I was 12 and like, it was excruciating. Like my thighs would go numb, like from the cramping. And I would just remember any older woman that I spoke to was like, you're not the first one to have a period, like get over it. No, you got to go run these laps and in, in, in basketball and, you know, do the things you're, you're, you're fine. The only reason why you should stay in bed for anything is if you have a fever. I remember like a personal trainer telling me that. And so, yeah, I eventually got on a pill and acne went crazy. <laughs> the pill did not help acne. It made it worse for me. Um, the cramping subsided and it, I was from that generation where, you know, young girls don't, wear tampons like no you're a virgin you don't wear a tampon and so I had those big old mattress sized pads and it was just a horrible experience like I just I hated it I hated every second of it and I was on the pill for far 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 too long and after having my daughter I was like I can't go back on the pill I just can't do this I've got to figure out a different way and once I started you know taking my basal body temperature and checking all of all of the things and feeding my body what I needed. I think the main difference for me was um, seed cycling, adding seeds into my diet. Like <laughs> my first three cycles, I thought I was pregnant because I had no PMS. Like I had no mood swings. I had no breast tenderness, no cramping. And I was like, shit, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Damn it, how did I have this happen? And I wasn't, and my period came and it was just uneventful. And it was just like you described it, Sarah. Like I was zen, like I was dialed into whatever experience I was having. And I just felt like Mother Earth wrapped in vines and, you know, just, yeah, I just felt, <laughs> I just, I just felt like, I just felt like home. And mm. I, my, my friends are just like, we don't love our periods like you. You're weird. You, you do this. That's why you love it. And I'm like, no, I used to hate it. But now I'm feeding yeah. my body the things that it needs and I'm moving the way that my body needs me to move. I wasn't grinding it out in the gym and beating myself up about, you know, not breaking cardio goals and things like that. When I'm like luteal, like two days away from my bleed and I'm thinking I should be 45 minutes on an elliptical at level 12 or whatever and beating myself up about it. And once I stopped and honored each of these different phases of my cycle, my period was just uneventful and pleasant. Very similar. Every it just like I, I feel like every woman and menstruator I know, it's almost like the same exact path. And except for like unfortunately, some folks never get off the hamster wheel because they never run into the right information and content. I started my period when I was 10 in fifth grade before the horrible science class of doom trying to talk to you about your period. So I had no information. I went to the nurse and that was a shit show. We'll also do like a first period episode we like where we can that, talk yeah. about like our first periods. Um, but my periods were really heavy and a lot of clots and they would last seven to nine days. And it was the excuse I used to get on the pill to my parents. I really just wanted to have sex, but I told my parents it was because <laughs> my periods were so bad. Uh, and they were, I think, knew both of the contexts and were happy to support me in my birth control endeavor at the time. Um, Not making them grandparents. <laughs> uh, exactly. Because my, my dad was a teen parent. And he's like, I'll pay for your birth control as long as you need me to. It'll be cheaper than helping you pay for a child. And I was like, cute. Thank 
thank you. Um, but like years later, after reading uh, the period repair manual from Laura Bryden, I actually just learned because I really believed that my periods were irregular or terrible. And that book taught me like it can actually just take the what's happening when you first start your cycle is that your hormones are carving pathways. You're getting new pathways between your body, new neural pathways. And it can actually just take five to 10 years for what she calls your menstrual cycle to mature. And so all of these reasons that we're putting girls so young, oh, they've had bad periods for one year. We need to get them on. Hey, it's actually her menstrual cycle has just not matured yet and we're not supporting it. So I I have learned now that like, I just think I had an immature cycle and that's why it was partly so bad. And I, plus I wasn't doing the right things for it anyway, but it's actually just common. Your body takes time to iron out the kinks, so to speak of this process, because it's a whole new onboarding system for your life. Once you hit puberty that you've never gone through before. So it's actually just normal for your period to be kind of wonky at first and should not be a reason that you get put on hormonal birth control. So that was like a Alex, I'm like mind blown right now. I'm like picturing me fitting my child for a wheelchair when she's one and hasn't started walking yet. Like it's too hard for her. Let's yeah. Like that's what they're doing with the pill. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, so part of the thing is like, if we just knew the right things to do, that would help. But also it's just kind of janky at the beginning and that's just normal. Like it, it's okay for it to be janky for the first couple Mm -hmm. of years because your body's trying to figure it out. So that was a huge, like aha awakening moment for me, um, as a cyclical person to just understand part of this just takes time. But then also when I was reading that book at that time, I had started the agenda period and I, I still didn't love my period. And she's like, if you have any cramps, any breast tenderness, anything at all, you're probably low on magnesium, iron, and zinc. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, bet Laura Bryden. I went on Amazon. I found <laughs> a pill that or a supplement that had all three of them. And I have never experienced breast tenderness again mm. or bloating or the cramps to that level. And I was like, I just didn't have the right minerals in my, what the fuck? What was it? What product was it? Um, It's P-U-O-R-I-P-O-R-O or something. It was just like the Uh supplement. I'll try to find it. We can put it in the show notes that had, yeah, just magnesium, zinc, and whatever the other one I said, magnesium, zinc, and iron. And it just like gone. It's actually how I knew I was pregnant because I hadn't had breast tenderness for an entire year and my boobs started Mm. aching. I was like, oh, I'm pregnant. Yeah, I'm pregnant because I'm still taking my supplement every day. And my hormones are such drastic shift. I'm like something I'm pregnant. So I knew five days before my missed period that I was pregnant. Mm. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) this is crazy. Because you it's imagining what paying attention to your body. When you pay attention, you're like something is different. Something's different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I started to get nauseous, like holding, like I was FaceTiming my cousin and I got dizzy. I was like, oh, (laughs) something's wrong. Something's, (laughs) something's wrong. (laughs) What's going on here? (laughs) Um, But yeah, like that, that taking that supplement changed my, like took away PMS changed to like, I had always had sore boobs, sore nipples my entire life. Like that a week. That's how I would know my period's about a week away. My boobs would just feel horrible. This Mm -hmm. whole Decades, decades of sore titties mm. could have been completely avoided with just taking magnesium. There's something about learning these things that is infuriating and liberating at the same time. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, it makes me full of grief because, like, I had a shitty experience in my body for my 
whole, Mm. like for 20 years. You didn't have to. And I didn't have to. Yeah. So it's like, yes, relieving and also infuriating. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk about just everyone go around kind of, this will be our wrap up for today. Like what are your favorite period products or cycle support products that you use now that even after you kind of found your rhythm have continued to up level your experience of your menstrual cycle? I guess I can go first since I started. Um, one is definitely the temp drop, the basal body thermometer. Um, I don't necessarily need it to confirm ovulation and understand where I'm at in my cycle, but it is such a wonderful tool to have to confirm what my observations Mm. are. So it just takes a lot of stress out of kind of determining where I'm at in my cycle. Um, but your basal body temperature is also important for other things like thyroid health, which I didn't know until, you know, later on where it's like, oh, so continuing to track this, just like the rest of your menstrual cycle can tell you other things about your health. So like, I wish it wasn't so expensive because I really wish everyone had one of these things. If you have a period, I wish everyone could have a temp drop because, and, and it doesn't affect your sleep which is the really good thing. Um, you can just- So you just sleep it in it? Yeah, you just sleep with it on and it it's takes like an care arm of it cuff. while you sleep. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to like wake up at the same time every day. Yeah, yeah, like I, I do, yeah. That, it's great. But if you naturally wake up, usually around the same time every day, it might not be necessary. But um, as somebody who was trying to track their basal body temperature, like with a small child who doesn't, isn't the most sound sleeper, even now at six years old, wakes up a lot mm-hmm. that's just how they process stuff is in their sleep it's very helpful when I can't guarantee that I'm going to have like the right amount of unbroken sleep before she wakes me up um, and the other thing that I have found continued just success with I've had I've, I've used this stuff for years um, and of course they don't make it anymore but if I can find a similar product I will share it but it's um, just a cramp spray That's full Mm. of wonderful um, essential oils like anise and ginger and other things. But Mm. it's literally a spray. You spray it right on your belly. And then you take a couple minutes to actually rub rub your body, touching my Mm. body, like connecting with that part of my body during my period. Um, So not only does it kind of help with, you know, a little bit of nausea that can sometimes pop up when you have cramps. But man, does it really tame, tame the cramps. And you know, I remember when I bought it, they're like, yeah, I tend to use it like, you know, every couple of hours, like I'll use it like once or twice and they're gone for the whole shebang. So yeah, anise and ginger are very effective topically as, you know, well as, you know, ginger's great taken, like eaten, but it's really- What about anise internally? Because I I have anise tea and I love it. I I don't know. That's something we can look into. I've never thought about that. Um, Do some research because I love anise tea. Mm. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah sounds um, so good those are my two like kind of really big those are great things that have helped a lot oh and not using tampons so much mm. in general <laughs> that has been, been a big shift is ditching the tampons like oh yeah. yeah but I think the biggest for me has been seed cycling um and typically my my grocery store that I used to live close to I could just buy the seeds. I would put them in my coffee grinder, grind them up, put them in little jello shot containers and pop them in the fridge. (laughs) And 
grab them in the morning. It was super, super easy, but I've moved. And so um, there's a company called Funkit Wellness that makes seed cycling pouches that you can just get. It's all pre-mixed. It's all there and ready for you. So that and boundaries, <laughs> setting boundaries around each phase of my cycle mm-hmm. that support those phases has made the biggest difference. And I was worried that people were going to push up against them or it was going to be hard to enforce, but people are just like, Oh, okay, cool. Like I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to be bleeding that day. Let's move our meeting till the week after. <laughs> and Oh, okay, fine. And just normalizing that and setting boundaries. I feel like it has let my body know that I actually love and honor you. And mm-hmm. she's responded accordingly. So yeah, just honoring each phase and seed cycling. Those are my magic potions. I love that. I would say mine, I got a little show until I have mine with me. So the salt Ooh. cup, I tried the diva cup um, in college and I I was like, this is not for me. I hate this. This is terrible. So I just thought I would, could not be a cup girly, but I really think it was just the wrong material and the wrong shape for my body. And, mm. but there were just like not a lot of options on the market. And so I was scrolling target one day and they had it. And I was like, let me just try this. And it just changed everything. So easy. I love the texture. I love the material really easy to use. And I love not having to change it so often. And once it's what cups can be a little confusing, but once it's in the right place, it's a real, it's, it's, you're just good to go for 12 hours. So I love Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. so much. Um, And then my other most favorite thing in the whole world is the PMS support by Semaine Health. I use this um, around ovulation because I, after my babies were born, I had really bad ovulation pain. And so this has been helping a lot. This is works it's kind of an anti-inflammatory. So I'm sure there are other food combinations you could do, but I feel like this works within 10, 15 minutes of taking it. So oh. it just really, really takes that pain down. Or if I have any like light cramping during my period, I'll take it there as well. But like, we love the Semaine Health people. They're just like the cutest humans ever. So uh, we love all of that products. In the show notes, we're going to link to our store so you can find all of the products that we talked about in there. So check them out. Um, but really it's a, I don't know if you, I'll kind of like tie it with the bow here, but what you can hear in this is that all of us took trial and error. It took some mm-hmm. configuring. It took us being cycle scientists to really figure out what are those pieces that we need to put in place for our own cycle wellness. So don't worry, don't get stressed. This may not happen for you in one cycle. It may not happen for you in three cycles, but the great thing about the menstrual cycle is you've got 12 or 13 rounds to practice each and every year. So we can definitely (laughs) help you figure out the recipe and formula that is going to lead to you having happy, healthy periods. So thank you for joining us today. And remember your period doesn't have to suck. We'll see y'all next episode. Bye.